Hello everybody and welcome to the third React Native show episode. Today we will be talking about React Native Paper, a UI library for building React Native apps with material design. And today with me is a very special guest, David, that works with me at Callstack. And he is actually a lead engineer on React Native Paper, and he actually leads the entire project. So we have the best person to talk about React Native Paper today. So, David, um, <laughs> not nice to meet you because we already know each other from Callstack. But what I wanted to say is that we actually know each other pretty well for a few years already. But for those of uh, our listeners that are here for the first time, how about you just introduce yourself um, you know, in a couple of uh, sentences? Yeah, sure. So, hello, I'm David. Uh, I work at Callstack as a software developer. Uh, on a daily basis, I develop React Native and React Web applications. Uh, you can also know me from open source, where I uh, maintain React Native paper library. Uh, yeah, and my journey with React Native uh, started uh, three years ago or so. Uh, yeah, and that's how I ended up writing React Native. Cool, cool. Uh, that's awesome. So, you know, I'm just curious because, um, um, you know, since you work at Callstack and I happen to know how Callstack works in a sense that we do, you know, client work uh, during the day. I'm just curious, how do you find time to, you know, do the React Native paperwork and other open source stuff that you're already, uh, I mean, that you are involved in anyway? Uh, so uh, finding a time for open source is uh, sometimes very hard, especially when your uh, client project is very demanding and you need to spend eight hours every day on it. And hopefully I'm allowed to spend some of my working hours uh, on contributing to open source. Uh, and yeah, of course it happens that from time to time I, I do it outside of my working hours but I try not to do it very often just to keep the work-life balance. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, I'm just curious because if you don't have that much time, uh, then, you know, what made you choose React Native Paper specifically? Is there anything that, you know, excites you about UI layers or something that, you know, made you, you know, be like, this is what I want to do? Uh, actually, there is a story behind, uh, like why I choose React Native Paper. So when I when I started my like uh, journey with open source and specifically with React Native, uh, I I, I, want, I was looking for a new position and yeah I, I was looking for a position uh, as a React Native developer and I applied uh, for a position at Callstack. And you know I, I additionally I decided I, I'm gonna contribute to their open source project to just get their attention and, uh, you know, increase my ch chances of being hired. Yeah. And that's, that's how I ended up contributing to, to React Native Paper. Nice. Uh, so, you know, since we are here talking to each other and you're working at Callstack, we can say that this hack certainly works. So if there is anybody listening to us who's like, hmm, should I apply to Callstack? Contribute to React Native Paper, you know, <laughs> that will increase your chances. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, since we already talked about React Native Paper quite a bit, and it, it seems that it's really exciting and great project. How about you know, David? You just tell us uh, what it actually is. I mean, I know it's a UI library, and everybody can probably read it by checking the GitHub repo. But you know, if you were to, if you were to give like an elevator pitch about React Native Paper, like uh you know what it would be 
Um, so uh, React Native Paper is a cross-platform UI component library that implements material designs uh, in a very strict way. Uh, it works uh, on iOS, Android, and web, uh, thanks to React Native Web Project. And the library uh, provides uh, a, a high-quality standard compliant component building blocks for uh, creating whole user interfaces out of it. Mm -hmm. And if I had to uh, give an elevator pitch, uh, I, I would try to uh, explain the benefits of component library. You know, uh, like I think component library is good not only for, for small projects, but also for big companies where, uh, where uh, there are different teams working on the same code base, same uh, application at the same time because uh, you know you know with component library you can keep the consistency uh yeah. in both design and code yeah that that makes uh, a total sense and um you you mentioned a couple of times that uh you know react native paper is you know uh, material design compliant so is this the thing that you know um makes it stand uh, from the other UI libraries or like what are like the differences from other libraries similar to paper in the market? Because I know there are a few and there is always this question like, okay, so which one I'm going to choose? So uh, like, what, what should I know about paper to make my decision to use it? Um, so yeah, there are, there are quite a lot of uh, UI component libraries on the market for, for specifically for React Native. Uh, and most of them uh, don't follow any popular design guidelines. They, mm -hmm. they implement their own idea, their own guidelines. And uh, yeah, React Native Paper is different in this case because we uh, try to uh, follow design guidelines very strictly. Uh, and that's the, the biggest, biggest difference between these libraries. And just adding to that, I don't think it's, it's, it's a bad thing that these other libraries don't follow any popular design library, uh, design guidelines, because uh, each approach has its own trade-offs. And yeah, for example, uh, native base and React Native elements, which are really cool libraries, uh, I'm pretty sure they can be customized uh, in an easier way than React Native Paper is. But on the other hand, React Native Paper uh, is like uh, written in the same style. All the components uh, looks uh, similar. I mean, they are they 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 follow the same design patterns. So when you build the whole user uh, user interface out of paper components, uh, you know that it's gonna look uh, really good. Yeah, and and I, I think personally that is a very great thing. And we will get back to it uh, in a second when I would like to ask you about, you know, customizing paper. But uh, before we go there, uh, I, I quickly wanted to, you know, uh, touch base on this material uh, design support. Uh, so you you said, you know, a couple of times, and obviously to everybody listening to us, I think it's obvious that uh, React Native Paper is the library that implements the whole material design very strictly. So my question is, um, how did you approach, you know, things such as animations or, you know, gestures uh, to make it, 
you know, native-like, because, it, you know, uh, may, maybe a bit more context to this question, you know, React Native obviously has those animations and stuff written in JavaScript. And, and just like we used to have issues with navigation where it didn't look native-like because it had animations re-implemented, you know, this is the first thing that comes to my mind to, in terms of paper. So, uh, yeah, my, I, I mean, how did you approach that? Did you even have uh, this kind of a problem? And if yes, how did you manage to, you know, solve it? Um, so uh, when when the first version of React Native Paper was was implemented, uh, only the animated library from React Native Core was available, okay. and and that's why um, all of the animations uh, uh, are implemented with this library. Uh, but of course, it doesn't mean they are slow or, or anything like that, mm -hmm. uh, because most of them, I mean, all maybe except one or two, uh, runs on the native thread. So uh, the performance is good. Uh, the animations are smooth. And yeah, I, I remember we, we were uh, considering migrating to React Native Free Animated Library uh, when the first version was released because you know, uh, it was very popular. A lot of people, uh, a lot of developers adopted it very quickly. and. We thought that maybe it's a good, good, uh, good yeah. way of of doing animations. But uh, overall, uh, we we dropped this idea uh, because anyway, our our animations runs on the native thread, so there wouldn't be any significant you know, performance improvements. Yeah, yeah, I see. I see. That makes a lot of sense. Now, um, so so since you had to, you know write these animations with animated library uh you kind of like this is this is i guess what really makes me wondering like did you have to reverse engineer the animation and just try to guess the values in animated to make it look like material design or is there a google owned specification that says this is how the animation should look like is there any info like that or is it you know reverse engineering how does it look like uh, so there is a material design website which contains a lot of useful information, and mm -hmm. yeah, the, the, there is also information about uh, specification of, of the animations, but oh. not, but not uh, unfortunately not for every component. So uh, for a few of them, uh, we had to do uh, some reverse engineering, and uh, I know that we. Uh, some of the animations are based on, on how things are implemented in the native Android uh, implementation mm -hmm. of material design. Okay, cool. I see. So at least you have some of the data available. So it's not that you have to reverse engineer everything. But anyway, uh, I guess you know uh, respect for you uh, to you and, and the whole team for doing that, and 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 probably the community already. I mean, probably the community appreciates that as well since they are using paper and um now now that that i mentioned it um david i know that you were bragging about uh, the numbers i mean i'm just kidding you were not but i know you know the numbers so uh just curious how many people actually downloaded paper like monthly or yearly i know you have some kind of data uh available uh yes yeah, so uh I, I might be wrong you know uh slightly because uh, the numbers are changing like every day uh, yeah. But uh, we have more than two uh, hundred, like ar ar about two hundred uh, thousand 
monthly downloads. Wow. Uh, yeah, in the in the in the in the last in the in this past year, uh, more than two two million of of uh, downloads. There, there, there have been more than two million of downloads. So I think that that's a good, uh, really good result. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, we I think we are currently like the second most popular UI component library for React Native, and yeah, the, the first one is React Native Elements, and yeah, we are trying to to get to their level, but. Yeah, probably it's it's gonna take some time for us. Well, well, you know, this podcast is probably the first step uh, to do it. A couple of more, couple more like that, and I'm pretty sure that we will uh, bypass them anyway. Uh, but yeah, uh, congrats, David, on that because I didn't know that you were the second most popular UI kit. I knew the number, but I didn't know that you are you know that high. So uh, you know, uh, really happy that you know. Uh, you made this possible and happen. Uh, so um, let's go back to you know the um, uh, animations for a while as well. Uh, so you said that you know you started with animated and uh, you didn't uh, really see a lot of benefits uh, going React and, uh, native. Re I mean reanimated uh, path, yeah. which makes sense to me. Uh, so do you see any like uh, you know? opportunities uh, from the upcoming re-architecture of React Native uh, from, let's say, performance standpoint or anything that, you know, makes you excited and you are like, this is what I'll be using in paper as soon as it's stable. Uh, is there anything like that? Um, so I'm really excited about this new re-architecture about Turbo modules and Fabric. Uh, I think it will open a lot of new possibilities, uh, especially the Turbo modules. I, I think they will not only improve the performance uh, yeah. of our applications, but they will also allow us to build better, you know, component APIs. Um, and I think we can already notice that uh, the new version of React Native Reanimated, the version two, uh, which is not yet stable, uh, but it's in release candidate version. Uh, it's written uh, with Turbo modules uh, under the hood and. Uh, if we compare it to, to the previous version, to the version one, uh, the API is improved a lot. Like it's 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 much more simpler and uh, it's it's imperative. And I think uh, more developers will start using this library because because of this change. So yeah, yeah I agree that the the, the uh, turbo modules and fabric will uh, open up a lot of new possibilities. Nice. So, you know, since uh, 064 RC1 has been just released, I mean, I don't know when we will publish this podcast, so this might be a few days ago or months ago, but um, that's probably something that uh, you might uh, want to try with paper at some point. Um, and in case it breaks, I'm here to help <laughs> with any of the issues. Um, cool. Okay, so that's great. Uh, so I, I, I feel like we have the performance part, the animations part wrapped up, so we can move on to some easier questions. Um, and, and the one that I have in mind is uh, related to what you said before. Um, paper is, you know, taking material design very seriously, and uh, you you kind of support it very strictly. And um, you know, the question that comes to my mind is, you know, um, like. Is paper all or nothing UI library in a sense that I have to use it um, very strictly, or does it actually let me adjust it uh, to my needs? And the reason I'm asking is, you know, very simple. 
designers often make their choices and sometimes it's not even possible to change it so i would i would i you know i would love to use paper but what if my paddings are different or what if uh, you know my border color is different uh, is there um you know is paper sort of uh, okay with these sort of changes or or not how does it look like uh yeah so uh, the paper uh, from the ground up was designed uh, to be very uh, strict uh, and to uh, follow the design, uh, material design. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, we support uh, customization and you know adjusting components to 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 to, to user needs. So yes, these uh, all these uh, things are possible with paper, and we uh, support two ways of, of, of doing it. Uh, we uh, allow, um, like, one, one, one solution is called theming, and the second is mm -hmm. a style. Uh, and theming, uh, user is able to pass uh, their own custom theme with different colors, with different uh, fonts, uh, and even with different, uh, for example, animation uh, durations. Uh, and it will affect all components provided by paper. So this way of, of, of adjusting components appearance and behavior mm -hmm. is suitable if, if you want to you know, change every component. Uh, and for, for cases where you want to you know, make some little change in one component, uh, then the, the, the second uh, way of, of, of doing it, there's a second way of doing it, uh, a style prop. Uh, so, users are able to ask any React Native style mm -hmm. property uh, and it will be passed down to the underlying view element or text element or image element. And yeah, you can theoretically, you can, uh, you're uh, uh, like able to, to change everything uh, in the component. Uh, of course, there are some rough like edge cases where you can mm -hmm. accomplish something, but uh, most of the things should be possible. Yeah, and 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 that's really great. And um, you know, um, since you already mentioned these edge cases, I, I didn't really wanted to ask you because you know there are harder questions and easier questions. But since you said uh, since you already mentioned edge cases, then I can ask you about the edge cases. Um, uh, you know, um, I've noticed uh, the other day looking at paper uh, GitHub repo that some of the um, components or let's say pieces of, of React Native paper are, are split into different modules like the theming um, uh, stuff. So um, like if I wanted to use, you know, uh, a, some kind of UI kit in my app because I really love the idea of UI library, uh, UI component library, but I just couldn't use paper because of material design. Uh, would it be possible to use these uh, sub-modules of paper to build something my that, that is my truly own uh, or, or not? Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the, the answer is, is yes. And, uh, uh, yeah, like, uh, the best way uh, to, to use just part of, of the library of, of React Native mm -hmm. Paper is to just simply install it as a, as a dependency in your project and use it in a normal way. But okay. We also provide a Babel plugin. Mm -hmm. uh, that is that like its purpose is uh, to rewrite the imports. Uh, so uh, Metro Bundler don't end up requiring components that you don't use. And it will basically remove uh, all the not used components. From okay. the and 
yeah that, that that's the way uh like the, the preferred way mm -hmm. but of course uh some companies and some developers uh build on top of paper uh like they, their own libraries on top of paper where they um customize things and you know sometimes they, they fork the library completely and remove some, some parts of it just because you know they they like uh how the how our repository is set and mm -hmm. uh, how the example app works so they fork it remove the the stuff they don't need and just you know they have ready to use library and they can modify it to their needs yeah, so it's like paper is also a boilerplate for some of these uh, projects, right? Yeah. Um, cool. Um, so uh, because you, David, said um, that you know some some developers strip it, um, or there is this Babel plugin that removes uh, certain pieces that you don't use. Uh, what are actually the pieces inside paper? Um, that it that it, that you know make paper what it is, and and I'm I'm specifically asking about. Um, like um, APIs, uh, because you know, I I, I mean, I, I know this is pretty obvious that a UI component library has components, like uh, it has button and, and you know whatever else um, uh, there is there is required. But sometimes there are also APIs for doing certain actions. So uh, does Paper have any of these APIs available? And if yes, maybe just a teaser of what kind of APIs you have. Um, so. If it comes to APIs, uh, we don't really have them. We we try to you know we prefer uh, like uh, doing things um, declaratively. Yeah, declaratively yeah. with the components. Uh, so that's how most of the library works. But of course, mm -hmm. we have some APIs that we expose as functions. For example, okay. for uh, generating consistent shadows uh, mm -hmm. on all platforms. Uh, because it, it, it's different on Android, iOS, and web, um, and yeah, people people can can use this helper function that is exported from Paper. But but yeah, if if it comes to the API, the, the, there are not so many. And okay. Cool. I, I I like that approach as well. Uh, I was just curious, but um, that makes a lot of sense. Um, cool. Okay. So. Um, um moving on um i know that you know you have recently uh shipped uh a major upgrade actually um when i'm browsing my twitter i see you posting a new release every once in a while so you are certainly very busy with you know shipping features and fixes um and and you recently so let's start with the first one uh that you that that is about material design 2.0 uh just can you tell me more about it? Like, what does it really mean uh, to support Material Design 2.0? Because it sounds very fancy. Um, yeah, so uh, Material Design 2.0 was uh, announced at Google I.O. conference in 2018. Uh, React Native Paper Library was uh, in version 1.x back in that okay. day. Uh, and yeah, the Google team uh, announced uh, couple of new components but yeah most of the like the biggest changes were uh, uh, on the existing components so what we had to do uh, it was uh, we had to uh, adjust existing components um, and, and yeah basically release a new major version mm -hmm. because uh, these were uh, breaking changes in in like most of the times 
Okay, and uh, so 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 that sounds like something uh, you know I, I'd say very challenging and and, and certainly not easy. <laughs> uh, hopefully, fun. Um, but you know, um, like updating you know updating things like core ain't always ain't never easy stuff, right? It's always possible to break something. Uh, I mean, it's it's more than certain that there will be a regression at some point. Uh, so uh, like. Uh, what were what are your takeaways uh, from this uh, upgrade uh, that you find really important? And if you were to recommend somebody, this is what you have to keep in mind if you are doing something like that. Uh, what would it be? Um, so yeah, first of all, I, I would like to mention that uh, if it comes to like public uh, public libraries, it's always easy to add new things uh but it's very hard to remove uh things yeah. that already exist because the breaking change you need to release new major version and it's then hard for uh your users to to upgrade to that new version and i think we we followed uh, a pattern that worked for us in a different uh, libraries previously so uh we created another branch where we were you know uh, adjusting components and we kept the, the, the updated ones and once we were happy with 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 uh, its state and we knew that everything works properly and looks good uh, we released a new version and of course we also provided uh, a migration guide for, for users just to you know ease the process of upgrading cool so looks like if I'm an enterprise uh, looking for a stable UI kit that will take care of me every time there is a breaking change, uh, this is my uh, library to go. Uh, nice, um, cool. Um, and so, 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 Material Design 2.0. Wow, that that is a big thing. Um, I'm, I'm just curious, like, because uh, I have no idea about Android ecosystem. Um, like, is it is it like how often Google changes material design or adds new features? Is it every major release? Like with Apple, you know, iOS 12 changes everything, and or how does it look like? What is the life cycle of it? Um, so apart from that big announcement, uh, the team behind uh, Material Design releases uh, some small changes, some small mm -hmm. uh, adjustments, uh, like every maybe maybe every month, every two months. Uh, there is some small update. Uh, so yeah, we, we basically need to uh, observe them, observe the website, uh, keep track of that, those changes. Yeah. And, you know, because we, we need to make sure that uh, we are always up to date and that uh, our components stays, stay uh, compliant with the, with the guidelines. Yeah, that makes that makes a total sense. And 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 then it's 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 just a matter of upgrading to the latest paper, or is it like a different theme? I can say material design 1.0 theme 1.5, or upgrade and get the latest. Otherwise, if you want old look, don't upgrade. Uh, so it's it's it's, it's the second option. So okay, uh, once. User needs uh, wants to, to 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 you know to have the, the latest designs, mm -hmm. the latest guidelines. Follow the latest guidelines, then uh, he needs to uh, upgrade paper to okay. the version. Okay, cool, um, cool, awesome. So uh, in terms of uh, the other um, the other changes uh, that you might that you are working on and releasing, 
Um, since you said that you know it, it, it doesn't happen quite often that Google changes material design spec that much, my question is: uh, Are you just waiting for them to change everything, or you have your backlog of like small features and fixes that you're working on? And if yes. Uh, what is it like uh, if you could uh, make me and those that are listening excited about what's yet to come? Then we, you know, are uh, all yours waiting for uh, the story. Um, so um, currently we are, uh, like our primary goal is to improve the documentation and uh, also make, make it easier to, to contribute to the library. Uh, mm -hmm easier for, for like first-time contributors, newcomers uh, to contribute and, and also use the library. Uh, so we are uh, planning to, 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 to write a series of blog posts slash documentation pages on mm -hmm. integrating React Native Paper with Navigation Library, uh, React Navigation mm -hmm. uh, specifically. And, and it's actually already in progress. And we uh, wrote... Uh, a guide on uh, integrating paper theming with React Navigation theming. Uh, and also uh, we have almost ready uh, a guide on, on integrating uh, Stack Navigator and Papers app bar. Um, and uh, in terms of, of, of the library itself, of the code base, um, we are more in a reactive mode. Mm -hmm. um, of course, we, we ship some updates from time to time. You know we. We accept a lot of uh, contributions from external contributors. Uh, that, that, that's really amazing that, that people like continuously work, work on improving this library. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, I think I can reveal a small secret that uh, currently we, we are working on, on a select component. Uh, yeah, it was, it was requested uh, a lot of times. I think it was like the most requested component uh, by the community ever. Uh, so yeah, hopefully it, it, it's gonna be be ready and, and it's released. Yay, nice. So sounds like you are focusing primarily on the growth, but still uh, keeping an eye on you know like what is it that community uh, is you know requesting, let's say. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, so uh, okay, but was the select component actually part of the material design spec, or did they just want it because it was convenient? Um, it is part of the spec, uh, although uh, the spec is only for, for web and not for mobile. Okay. And uh, we decided that we want to uh, implement it also uh, for, for, for Android and iOS because people want to use it. And uh, yeah, we think it's going to be a, like a good addition to, to the library. Yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, so just before we wrap up, um, one question that I realized I, I didn't ask you about, and I think it's one of the most important things about paper is uh, its cross-platform ability. Uh, so the fact that you can actually use paper to build apps for both mobile and web. Uh, so um, if you could maybe tell us more about that, what is the coverage? Like, are is it 100% on all platforms? Or like, what should I know if I'm about to write cross-platform app and I'm thinking, should I use paper? Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would like to start maybe with some history of paper. So, mm -hmm. uh, it, it was when it was created, uh, 
there were some couple of alternative libraries with uh, you know uh, following material design, mm -hmm. but usually they were uh, supporting only Android, and that's why uh, the React Native paper was created in the first place to sub to support both Android and iOS. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, then we added the web support uh, when the React Native web project uh, was announced, and it, it you know it it was major enough you know to to build uh, production apps with that. Uh, and nowadays, uh, I'm not gonna say every component supports, uh, mm -hmm. but I think like mo more than 95% of components supports supports web. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, all the components should, should be reliable on, on both free platforms. Nice, nice. That, that, that is really exciting. And, and you know, I'm, like, I'm personally a, a huge fan of cross-platform mobility of React Native. So it's a pleasure to me to hear that, you know, this is one of your core principles. Um, anyway, uh, David, I wanted to, you know, thank you for uh, joining us here today on this podcast. It was a pleasure to talk about React Native Paper. And of course, I will include uh, David's, uh, you know, Twitter handle, GitHub, and uh, all sorts of info in the podcast description. So make sure to follow him. And uh, and obviously, David, I wanted to, you know, kind of say, you know, congrats on, you know, doing all that to you and your team because, you know, the numbers you set and, and the users, it is a very, very serious stuff. You know, people are using it, and it's 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 crazy to, if you think that there is you know two hundred thousand people every month or every week uh, downloading it to do something. It's 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 amazing. So uh, you know, congratulations for achieving such a um, milestone. And I think from from me, uh, I wish you you know uh, one zero more at the end, um, not less but more uh, next year. And um, yeah, again, thank you very much for this podcast and, and for having this conversation with me today. Uh, and now you can't say thank you, Mike, and we will not cut it. Now you have to say something <laughs> from your side as well. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so uh, I also wanted to, to thank you for, for those kind words and also for uh, having me uh, today. And yeah, I, I look forward for, for new episodes of React Native Show. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess, you know, this is going to be uh, everything about today's podcast. And once again, uh, make sure to use React Native Paper. Try it. Let us know on Twitter what you think. And um, as you can see, David is very eager to work with you on whatever you need. Uh, so don't be afraid to try it and let us know what you think. So thank you, David, for thank you. today. And um, hopefully see you next time on a different uh, subject. <laughs>